It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Utah Weekly Forum, a public affairs show dedicated to learning more about the issues affecting our lives and health and exploring the resources available in our diverse communities to help. Here's your host, Rebecca Cressman. So glad that you're joining us today. And my co-host today, should I just introduce you as a co-host? Yeah, I love it. Since we, we, it wouldn't be the first time. Right. Once upon a time, we did radio together. It is the amazing uh, composer, performer, musician, entertainer, Kurt Vester. Thank you so much for being here today, Kurt. No, it's always great to sit down and chat. I don't care if anybody else listens. I know you guys do, but I just like to talk to you <laughs> and anybody else that's listening. So, no, this is fun. I, I, I needed a break from my music today. And so... Can I just say, though, part of the magic of your Christmas concerts is that uh, you're talking to the audience and you do share a a bit of why you chose this song, why it meant uh, that for you, why these performers are here. And I think one of the reasons why your concerts feel that intimate is because you just kind of walk on stage and say, hey, friends, let's celebrate the the most beautiful music for one of the most magical times of the year. It's just a reflection of kind of who I am. I, I... I want to always get to the heart of things, whether I'm talking to somebody about, you know, like your you know, community affairs yeah. or politics or religion or anything. I just want to get to the heart of the matter. Um, I find words, even though I'm a talker, I find words are deficient and mm. there's lots of space between words to fall into. Music, on the other hand, um, just gets right to the heart of the matter. So I like when I write when I perform, I like to say, okay, everybody, you know, here's what, what, what I was thinking, but now listen to the music and hear the real story, hear what I really feel. And that has always succeeded for me. So. Well, and if you are one of the rare people that haven't, hasn't had an opportunity or hasn't taken the opportunity yet to attend a Kurt Bester Christmas concert, what I want you to know is that as I sit back each year, and I am so lucky to attend your concerts, Kurt, is that it, to me, is also a celebration of music in itself. There are horns, there are flutes, there are drums, the percussion, orchestral. It is so beautiful in its depth. And, and so if you love any kind of music whether it goes from jazz or classical music or contemporary jazz or pop, it, it actually delivers all of those things because you have live musicians that are just some of the most talented, not just in Utah, but in the country. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, in my concerts, there's kind of this troika. There's me who wrote the music and arranged the music. Then there's the musicians that play the music. And then there's the audience who listens. And we need that and that we need that troika. We need we need that threesome to be able to really communicate. And you know, um, even even the musicians, they're playing notes, but more than that, they're playing feelings be- behind the notes. They're playing my feelings, but they're adding theirs to it. And then the audience is receiving that the very same way. And that's why people, I think, really identify with music in general. At Christmas time, of course, that's where all the 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 walls break down. Suddenly, 90-year-old grandma and 15-year-old Johnny can go to a show and go, hey, look at they're playing a Christmas song, and we both like it. 
And that's kind of why I like the whole Christmas thing anyway. Right. Well, and for me, um, the um, I, I, it's like a blanket of benevolence mm. is wrapped around a community. And it can happen in your concerts as well, where everybody at once is experiencing a celebration of love, yeah. a celebration of charity, a celebration of goodwill towards men. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we need those seasons. Uh, you know, Especially, especially yeah. now. I mean, sure. and, and I know everybody seems to start their sentences with, right. we, boy, we really want unity. We really want peace. But I think we could all agree that it is time for a blanket of benevolence. I'm going to use that, by the way, because my sponsor is Minky Couture. <laughs> uh, but, and by the way, I have about seven Minky Couture blankets. And so do so I. Let's and, do it. And, and you can never have enough. But honestly, I think... I think we're yearning for that. We're I, we're yearning to feel that feeling. It's it's the antithesis of kind of what we feel other times with all the aggravation and friction. And so I'm really, I mean, I'm I'm not naive to think that I can change the world with just one concert. But for that two hours, I want to change people's world into a place of of unity and peace. And, and, and where they you don't even know what, what party the person is sitting next to you belongs to. You don't know what religion they are. You just know, hey, we're all here. We're celebrating Christmas. And we and so let's just enjoy. I, I'm I'm really excited about it. more probably more than ever before this year for the concert. Well, well, you know, more recently we were giving away tickets to your show at uh, the Eccles Theater, um, your live show. I should remind everyone um, for the December fifteenth night, and yeah. I'll be there as well. Very excited uh, about opening that. night, man. So, All the yeah. jokes are fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so December fifteenth. Tell us the dates of a Kurt Pester Christmas. Yeah, the the Eccles show this year. Here is the 15th um, at 7.30, the 16th at 8 o'clock, and then the 17th, there's two shows, one at 2 o'clock and one at 8 o'clock. All right. Four shows total. And I've had people ask me before about children, and I'll mm-hmm. say this. I think um, anyone from seven years old or up, or, or, or if you have a mature five-year-old, um, they will absolutely love it. I, I remember my little kids would stand up and point, oh, what, what kind of horn is he playing right now? Uh, because you do play a flugelhorn, which play, most kids yes. have never heard of a flugel. This year, Darren mm-hmm. Bradford, and you, you'll remember this, Rebecca, uh, Darren Bradford, my woodwind specialist, is going to try one more time uh, to up his record of how many instruments on one song he can play. For the Guinness Book of World the Guinness Records. Guinness World Records, he's going to try, uh, he told me the number the other day, it's some unbelievable, I wrote the song originally for him, it's a concerto for woodwind instruments, played 20 instruments played by one guy in one song. Well, he's now up past 35 in Instruments. We, we haven't done it for a few years, so he came up and asked me, he said, Kurt, I really think if I add this Japanese flute into the mix and maybe put in an Iranian nose flute that I can win the record. So, And, and you know, you, you, you speak of children. I think the child in all of us it will be mesmerized watching him do that. It's like, yes. wow, listen to that. Look at that. So there's moments in the concert that I program that are fun. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna let the cat out of the bag, but I don't think I will. Okay, uh, never all right. mind. Okay, no, you're gonna keep some secrets for us. But I'm doing a brand new arrangement of something that I think everybody will go. Oh, I love that, and I've never heard him do that before. And I, it'll make everybody in the audience 
probably giggle at the same time. So uh, there's lots of giggly moments. And then there's going to be moments where you just close your eyes and take, let the music take you wherever you want to go, you know, and to And that- the Eccles Theater in Salt Lake City, by the way, such an incredible venue with yeah. the stars up on, uh, up above, uh, you know, and then you look forward and the lights that are all a part of, of the kind of surround sound, um, um, concerts. Yeah, the video screen mm-hmm. thing too, which is yeah. everybody's, kind of used to it but you know so I, I have spared no expense trust me on how many screens the screens aren't tv screens what they are i mean they are but they're they're projection screens that allow me and my video guy to kind of paint a scenery so the so in the old days we used to just have a set yes and the set would have like trees and and you know a, Christmas. Li- a light here and there yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, and uh, now um we say okay this song i want to take people into this 17th century church, or I want to take people out into Austria to hear Silent Night, but I want snow to fall. And and we change the stage for every song, mm. as well as bring you up close and personal. When Darren's playing his woodwind thing, suddenly you're going to be right there seeing how he does it or watching my fingers. But I love that about the technology now, the, the screens that you got. So we're, we're using about seven screens, gigantic screens that, that kind of, but they don't look technical. They look artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we posted on social media about your concert, one um, of our listeners wanted to know, do we need to bring proof of um, vaccination this year? And the for those who don't know yet, um, all the Eccles Theater is now asking you is that if you are ill, stay home. Right. And if you're more comfortable wearing a mask in a crowded environment, go for it. Yeah. And um, But you don't have to bring the proof with you. Right. Um, just do your very best to keep and everyone pretty healthy. Much, mm-hmm. That's pretty much what we're doing these days. We and, and, and you know, I want everybody to be healthy because healthy is, equals happy and, and happy people make for good audiences. So, <laughs> so yeah, just come in whatever you feel comfortable. Don't come if you're sick, though. I mean, that's just what we should do anyway, right? Right. But can you tell us, I, I was trying to count and I can't remember, is it 35 years? Yeah, this okay. is year 35, and uh, which is bizarre. And I, I haven't really told anybody this, Rebecca, but I'm actually celebrating this 35th year by hearkening back to the very first year, the thing that started it all. And you might, you probably do remember this because even though you're younger than I am, you're uh, you're just old, old enough. enough. <laughs> old enough. No, I, I did this album called An Heiress Christmas. Yes. And it is the album that is the most, the best-selling album of anything. It's the thing that got it started. And people still say it's their favorite Christmas album of mine that, that they've done, that I've done. But it hasn't been available for 15 years. I don't know if you knew that. I, mean, I did not know. In it. the years, did it come out in ninety one? I can't remember. No, it came okay. out in eighty seven, okay. eighty eight, eighty eight. Okay, and so it was the album that that spawned mm-hmm. the concerts. Sure. So it's been unavailable for fifteen years, and I didn't even really realize it because now with Spotify and all those streaming things, you can listen to it. But I decided to remaster the album and print a uh, thousand. Wow. And uh, only available at the concerts, and I'll be there to sign, which I haven't been able to do because of COVID. I haven't been able to come out after the show. This year, we're going to do that. Oh, marvelous. So, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I'm kind of excited about that. Listening to, I don't listen to my own music very much, except when I'm in a concert, but I, just listening to the Silent Night and, and my version of Carol the Bells off that album, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. It, these a lot of people say this is on their record stack or whatever right, you call for it. Right, Christmas. And yeah. they've listened. They grew up listening to it. Many people who come to my concert weren't born when that came out, but they their parents played it, and it's become part of their Christmas life. Well, you know, and back in that period of time, I had just begun. 
um, uh, working as an on-air DJ, uh, playing contemporary jazz music. And, um, the you know, Heiress Christmas um, uh, had been out, now, now that you give me the year, for a couple of years. Yeah. But it was really the first time we were hearing somebody take traditional Christmas songs and... Uh, bring them out in a way that was different, absolutely different, yeah. with 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 uh, with either you know jazzy influence or um, I, I'm struggling to even be yeah, able I don't, to you know, I, describe it. It was just me, beautiful. I struggle mm-hmm. with the same word. I don't. People go, what does, what style is your music? And I I cannot say that. I say sometimes I joke around and say it's jazzical or you know it is got classical in it because I love classical music. It's got a little bit of jazz in it. Um, it's got kind of pop sensibilities. Uh, sounds like film music, mm-hmm. instrumental. Yeah, so I just say mm-hmm. I just say Bester. I mean, that's kind of what mm-hmm. I am. I mean, I'm just an amalgam of everything that turned me on when I was a kid and what I like listening to. And I'm not afraid these days of of putting in a little something that sounds like Baroque music or something that sounds like jazz. And and it's like it all works, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like I'm a chef, but I, just because I. I'm, I'm known as this kind of chef doesn't mm-hmm. mean I can't throw in a little influence from something Just else. Just a little Baroque, though, okay? Not a lot. Well, you, no, you got to go for Baroque. <laughs> oh, dad joke. Oh, I heard that, but I'm boom. <laughs> a Kurt Vester Christmas. We're talking uh, with Kurt Vester, and I'm Rebecca Cressman. His concerts will be kicking off December 15th at the Eccles Theater on Main Street in Salt Lake City. Often, you are also traveling to other communities. So tell us a little bit about your Christmas schedule. Yeah, I have the Kurt Vester World Tour this year. Um, it starts off in St. George on December 1st. I don't do Christmas music before. Do you wear shorts when you're down there on December 1st? Um, yeah, little Santa shorts with, with fringe. <laughs> but, no, I, I, but I go down December, and, and that's a Cayenta. So it's this beautiful, mm. uh, beautiful indoor facility where I have the audience almost surrounding me uh, because it's a smaller venue. I bring down my, my trio, and I hire a string quartet. I call it the Cayenta Philharmonic. And and we perform similar songs, but it's a much more intimate. And that same show I'll take to Gunnison, Utah. You'll have to check out my website. Maybe we can post it in the your website or whatever. Yeah. Um, go to KurtBester.com and you can see the actual dates. But Gunnison, and I'm going to Pocatello this year. I'm performing. And I end the year in Park City, from the 22nd to the 25th. My last concert is December 25th at 6 so o'clock. So you really are going across the state. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do, and I'm trying the best I can to get places, because sometimes people can't go to Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, and some people really prefer the intimate shows, because as intimate as you think I am with my audiences in Eccles, when you're six feet away from me, and you're looking at my fingers, and you're looking at me, um, and you're we're talking. Um, I, it's much more intimate, and I actually enjoy it. It's my Park City show, for example. It, some people go there instead of Eccles, um, or you can go to both. Yeah, you know? right, and drive to Pocatello, but I will which do. used to be a small town, but with the growth that the Intermountain yeah, West yeah. has gone through, um, Pocatello is one of those areas that it's going and it's to. It's beautiful theater yeah. there. It's the Stevens Auditorium. I call it the Potato Mahal because it was some potato magnet up there put uh, built that. And and you come around the corner as you're coming out of the canyon and to 
in Pocatello, and and up comes this this massive thing that looks totally out of place, but it's it's a wonderful hall. So. Well, and can I just put a good word in for potatoes because they grow. There's fields of them not too far from where I'm at, and I had never known the difference between a fresh potato and the ones you buy at the grocery store. <laughs> There's a, so yeah. if you want to drive to Pocatello, see a Kurt Bester Christmas concert, buy some uh, homegrown potatoes. You're going to have an experience like you won't forget. There you go. <laughs> of course, I need to bring that up because I know that you don't like funeral potatoes. So, of course, I, I had don't to like funeral potatoes, and I apologize <laughs> right there. But then I also don't like fry sauce. I know it's a, it's a problem. <laughs> I don't bring it up so uh, very often because I don't want to lose audience members. Now, talk to me. In the past, you've uh, kind of keep it hidden. Your special guests that you have in the show. Who are, who's going to be on stage? No, I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to uh, right now, Rebecca. I'm going to tell you uh, one that you that we've announced. All okay. right, that's Tony Award winner uh, Lisa Hopkins Sigmiller. She won a Tony on Broadway, and uh, she's become a uh, working at home person now, teaching lessons, taking care of kids and the family down in St. George. She lives in Utah, oh. but she lived in, in New York for many years, and she's amazing. She and I performed together on the Andrew Lloyd Webber show that came here um, right in the middle of COVID. We got yes. permission to do it, and that was, that's that was where at I, the Eccles Theater, too, by the way. And I asked her if she would be my special guest a few years ago, but she, had, she was pregnant, and the baby was due to be born on December 25th, and I said, that's perfect. <laughs> but then we thought about it and said, maybe not so much on stage. So she's my special guest, and I'm arranging songs for her right now. An incredible uh, which is vocalist. Beautiful, beautiful uh, singer, amazing lady. Now, to the part that I haven't announced All until right. now. So I'm also doing some um, smaller new compositions featuring new people. So I have other special guests. There's a piano player in town called Josh Wright. Josh is is a great piano player. He has some albums out on his own. He's a classical phenom. One of those guys teaches up at the University of Utah. He's going to join me for a special arrangement I did, a duet, a four hands, one piano version of uh, Adeste Fidelis. Uh, Come okay, so he, he won't be on a separate piano. You'll both no, we're be on, on the, the same, same piano. piano. Yeah. Tell me the name again. A Josh Wright. No, the name of the song. Oh, the song Adeste Fidelis. Uh, oh, come all you faithful. Okay. That's kind of the the classical sure. way to say it. Latin. Anyway, I did a brand new version of that. Then I've got a very special part of the program that features um, four more guests. Two songs featuring four guests. One song is, I call it Ukrainian Christmas. Mm. And um, Carol the Bells comes from the Ukraine. That song. And so what I'm going to do is pay homage to the people and the spirit of the Ukrainian folks as they go through their 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 war. Um, by having two sisters who are incredible violinists play uh, this thing that I've arranged uh, called Ukrainian Christmas. And then that's going to be followed right away by Prayer of the Children. And I've got two children from the One Voice Children's Choir that are going to join me on stage. So that little concert in a concert is going to be, I think, a very special moment of the show. Well, you've already made me tear up a bit as you brought up Ukraine. And I know your heart is close having lived in Serbo-Croatia for you. And so this Ukrainian Christmas, is this an original composition? Well, it's an original arrangement, yes. So I took two songs, Carol the Bells, um, to start. And I go into a song called Melodia, um, which is a beautiful, beautiful song um, that, that comes from Ukraine. 
and I and then I end with a little bit of Carol the Bells at the end. And these two sisters, I, I really wanted to try to find Ukrainian violinists, and I did, but I can't get them over. I can't bring them over. Mm. And uh, so I, the next best thing was to find two sisters, young yeah. people. Uh, they're the Hart sisters. One's at Juilliard, one's still in high school, and they're phenomenal wow. violinists. And I just think having two sisters, two family members, you know, kind of give a little gift of love to the people of Ukraine and then followed by prayer of the children will just be a real choice moment of the show. Absolutely. And every time I've attended and you've had these little voices, I'll say big voices coming out of these little children from the One Voice Children's Choir, I'm on my feet. Yeah. By the time that yeah. they, they uh, finish their performance, it's extraordinary. And, and they're young. I used to oh. sing Prayer of the Children mm-hmm. myself, and I'm not saying that I won't. And I've had other adults do it. But uh, a few years ago, I started having these children sing prayer of the children and it it takes on a slightly autobiographical feeling you know as you hear children praying in through song about prayer of the children it it suddenly takes on this feeling as if wow i'm hearing the children and so um i'm not ever going to say i'm going to do this forever or that i'm you know that that's always the way it's going to be but man it sure works and for those of you joined us as i mentioned that kurt had lived in serbo croatia um and you you're you look back at world history that area that had seen so much war so much strife um such discord um and you were touched by that and you thought the children themselves are are praying for peace and and it's in that context that you wrote that song yeah, and, and, and of course, the, the war over there has been over for many years, but the song keeps coming back, unfortunately, uh, for tragedies. It was just sung again at the Columbine Memorial. It gets sung by the Harlem Boys Choir at uh, Ground Zero of 9-11. It, it gets used for all kinds of things, and, and, and it gets sung now. I changed the last line into uh, Ukrainian. So as the song is finishes, I used to sing it in Croatian, but now the kids are going to sing the phrase in, in Ukrainian. Wow. Sounds a lot like Russian, Ukrainian. It does. It mm-hmm. sounds like Russian, but I, you know, I just said, you know, it's, it, I, hope that, I hope that I don't have to sing it much longer in Ukrainian, but then they'll, unfortunately, there'll probably be another language I'll have to change it to. Well, we, anyway. have, we have Ukrainian refugees that live here in Utah. Yeah, we do. And where my husband is from in Western Canada, the majority of the kids he went to school from uh, with were Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Oh wow! Um, there's huge populations wow. in in, uh, in in Western Canada. Well, I love I love the fact that that you know I mean we're we're broadcasting this in, in from Utah and the fact that here in Utah we welcome people um, from other cultures. There are other places in our country where people say no nope, no room here don't go away, but here we realize that we are a richer society because of the cultures. As a musician, of course, I draw from all kinds of cultures in my concerts. Uh, not just Western European, but um, just just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And oh, and you I, you were in uh, you played a Cuban uh, piece, not well, too my aunt, I right? did, and I'm not doing mm-hmm. that one this year. But my my Cuban bass player will be here, and and of course uh, we were on stage when uh, Cuba. Uh, a few years ago, it was announced that we could travel there. Well, that was rescinded, and we won't get into politics. But he was so happy to say, "Oh, you can, come, Kurt, you can come to my country now." I'm so excited. And uh, anyway, I celebrate that unity, that unity of cultures, because it makes for richer music. It makes for a more enjoyable Christmas concert when we can have not peace on earth, goodwill in Utah, but peace on earth, goodwill to all.
Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's what I'm, I'm about. That's my message. Now, how do we get tickets to a Kurt Pester Christmas? Oh, you know, it's funny. People ask me that and I always kind of have to think because I've never had to buy a ticket. But um, <laughs> <laughs> somehow they let you in the back door. I know. Don't, I sneak in. <laughs> no, you can, uh, you go to, they change this website all the time. I know if you go to arttix.org, it will get you there. Live at the Eccles.com will get you there. But can I just do a public service announcement? Please do. Okay, we have this, three more this, minutes together. And this applies to any show you buy in, in almost every city. If you type in Kurt Bester tickets, the first five or six websites that you see are all not scams, but they're, I think they're scams, but they're, they're ticket brokers. They have bought tickets and then they sell them to you for like five times. If you're paying more than approximately 65 bucks more with tax or whatever to my concert you have been taken okay. and i just want to tell people that because i had somebody come up the other day and said how come your tickets are two hundred dollars each mm. you know how could you do that i said you know what i didn't you have gone to the wrong site so okay. be careful when you do that make sure that you're connecting to uh the eccles theater directly though the, over there so sure. live art, at the eccles or artix artix.org will get you there and and uh, so there you go end of my psa and, well and here's my psa um historically kurt bester christmas concerts have sold out as well so if you're ready to book your your traditions and incredible experiences for for you and your friends or your loved ones or your family members i would grab the tickets for the perfect night or matinee show as at the eccles theater it's just extraordinary december 15th through the 18th and the matinee show is on saturday and now i'm going to leave you rebecca because i have to write music i have so much to do (laughs) but this has been great thank you for having me well just like santa claus he does his thing and then he has to go get ready for the next year thank you for joining us and by the way kurt's website if you're interested in ordering some of his music um the air is christmas will only be at the concerts but the website is kurtbester.com that's me all right thank you for joining us on this week's edition of utah weekly forum Utah Weekly Forum is produced by KSFI FM 100.3 in Salt Lake City, a Bonneville International Station. Subscribe to the Utah Weekly Forum podcast online and email us at Rebecca at FM100.com. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.